Hello, and welcome to The Stream, a podcast where we talk about movies. My name is Giancarlo Atube, and joining me as always, Nader Zabara. Was that in Johnny Boy? What's up, my How brother? many ends are in my name? I think it was 45. Mmm, proceed. I went hard on the end. Don't Take like that, that phrase. <laughs> you know what? Say it one more time. What was that? I don't want to. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Today, we're... Uh, <laughs> this is episode... This guy fucks letters, guys, for the record. Oh, boy. Hard Coming in end. hard with the Fs early. We are on episode six. Mm. Six pack. Of titties. What? What? Some hack? I don't see where this... That was an off-pod conversation. Okay. Or previous pod it conversation. It was on the pod. Well, you know, pods, not pods. Who's to say? This is a, obviously a podcast where we talk about movies. And uh, this is episode six. We are talking about the movie Mid-90s. And we are closing out the year of 1997. That's right. We did it. It's over, biatches. We finished it with the definitive episode on 1997. This is the definitive podcast on the movie year of 1997. John, fight me. At me, bro. I don't want to fight you. Oh, then. We we, we gotta talk a bunch. That's great. Okay. Oh, man. (laughs) So cute. We are going to, but but to be honest, though, after this is over, Mm. you never need to watch a movie from 97 again, and we're going to have it covered at all. I mean, we could burn every time capsule from 1997. Don't open it 20 years later. I mean, that already happened. But we were two gonna, years ago, we, we could gonna, have burned those. Capsules. We're gonna dig up any time capsule from 1997 and burn them metaphorically. Okay, so any 30 year time capsule from 1997 or 25 year, they is, is over. I'm burning. I'm digging them. I'm burning them. I'm burning the digs, the holes. How long ago was 97? Uh, 22 years ago. Okay, the math checks out. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm yes, not, it listen, does. I've never, I've never claimed to be a mathematician. I'm a mathematizer. But um, as, as far as 97 goes, this is it, folks. It's We're going to move on. It's We're done. going somewhere else. Yeah. Are you even... Can you even contemplate that? 1990 hard. 98? Yeah. Ooh. <sighs> going even. It's disgusting. We've been odd this whole time. You want it. People aren't ready for this. Tasty. So let's get into mid Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. I'm supposed to be around here. Get the fuck out. Hey, the little nigga with the Toys R Us badge, come here. You can't say nigga, I don't think. You fucking Cheryl Crow looking motherfucker. This is awesome. Never been in a car without someone's mom or dad before. You're so cute. Break it down. (sighs) Let me me get my shit. The 2018 film mid-90s. All right. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, yo, here we go, yo. So what's what's the scenario? All right. So Sunny. He a little boy, right? He can't skate for shit. His older brother is a piece of shit. Stay stealing his video games. Stay beating the living daylights out of him at night for essentially no reason. But then we find out it's probably for emotional reasons. But then it's never really actually gotten into. Maybe a flaw. We'll see down the line. But then again, my boy Sonny. So his mama, she be bringing home dudes sometime. And he all freaking out. But then he starts smoking cigarettes. Then, right, right, right. Then he starts skateboarding. Cool. Then then they start liking him. Then they start liking smoking cigarettes with him. Then he go to a party. He maybe fingers it. He maybe don't. Spoiler alert he do she older that's okay why not then he go off a roof his head exploded but not too bad come back together though his mama still mad but she fucking though then his friend get mad at him then his friend get turned then he get hit by a car then they played a four side that was that was really good (laughs) crushed it every time i think that um this movie now Nader, I don't know what your history with skateboarding is, but I 
basically for a good chunk of my high school time was a was into skateboarding big time and I was li- I was skating bet- in the ages of all the characters in this movie from from, <laughs> from every age the the whole time I was skating. Yeah. I started skating probably around 13 14 and then I skated all throughout high school uh, and then I kind of like died out a bit there. I still did from time to time but it wasn't as much as it was. I uh, think this is the best movie that films casual skating. It's the best, best, it's the best filming of besides of a skateboarding film. Yes. Like no, I mean, I'm, uh, a skate video. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> no, because uh, it it does get the it gets the the in between the kind of like the the intangible part of it very very right in terms it of does. just filming skating. It does. It's um, not a, it's not a gimmick, and it's but it's also not mm-hmm. like cinematic the way that like mining the gap is, and that, that's not an insult or anything. It's it's just, it's well, most mine, practical. Mining, mining the, gap the gap is, gap, is a wondrous world of mining the gap, which is a fantastic documentary that's available on Hulu. Everyone should watch that. It's incredible. Mining the gap is not about skateboarding. Exactly. Mining the gap is about the world. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about this crazy yeah, this yeah, crazy yeah. story that's taking place over a long period of time, and skateboarding just happens to be like a common thread between yeah. the characters. Mid nineties is about skateboarding and does a very good job. Again, I'm I'm being very specific with my words when I'm saying it's good at filming casual skateboarding. Yes, and which which is not uh not uh, easy to do. It's not. It gets um, the hanging out part very very right. If you want to talk about like the. Like the casting in this film is pretty fantastic. I I love this cast. It's uh, great. I would argue the th- uh, the the Catherine Waterson performance is good, but the writing does not do her any favors. There's there's a there's a, there's clearly a big plot point somewhere in her story that we are missing. I think it's for my money. I think it's purposely left out though. No, I because think it, I think the I think Lucas Hedges is perfectly left out. Hers hers feels cut. Hers feels cut, which is weird. So? This is a short movie. It is short. It's only eighty four minutes. Yeah. Um, it's there, filmed, there's something Waterson that we don't have. It's filmed in a uh, four point three aspect ratio. It's a good looking movie. It is good. Uh, it's Jonah Hill's um, de- directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so. H- how do we feel about the way her scenes are filmed at the beginning of the movie? There, there are when they're at the when they're at the restaurant. Right Doesn't it look like a cheap nineteen nineties like TV show? We got Kisses. Uh, I mean, uh, Kiss from a Rose playing in the background. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, the actual like lighting and camera work looks okay. And 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 this is this is not a compliment because the rest of the movie looks of the time in a good way. This actually it almost it felt like a weird like, you know like the the TV shows that would start playing after cartoons yeah, in the nineties. Yeah. Like there's something wrong about it. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, that's that's a good point. I just I never thought about it that way. But yeah, it does. It is like kind of off. But then again, bit. if you look at it, anything that's happening where the main character um, is his name Sonny or is it uh-huh. no Stevie. Um, no, oh, oh, in real life. His real oh, name is Sonny. Yes, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yes. No, the, the character is Stevie. Anything he's doing with his family and anything he's doing with the skate crew, they feel so different. The, to me. They least. and again, this could the literally be this could literally be um a case of uh just shooting schedules. It it it, it may just be they, they may have just filmed these these dead completely separate, very There's separate only really times. two crossover scenes with the family when she comes in to bust his ass and make him look crazy, and when he almost fight. fights the, the and then the, yeah. and then I guess that in the end scene, man, the hospital. You, that casting boy. Now this is the thing because I don't, I can't remember the last time. I think Scott Atkins maybe is, okay. is the best example of this, but there's not a lot of examples of movies going with like a stunt guy that can act. Right where and and Jonah Hill really got the skaters that can act thing right about this casting. Well, those those two, Mikel uh, Smith, yeah, is. Incredible. Ooh, he and heartbreaking he's stuff. legitimately a tremendous skater. He plays the the the, be, the best skater of the crew, Ray. And then 
Uh, Olin Pranat, I think is how you say it, plays fuck shit. That's literally the character's name. Incredible, incredible flex uh, by Jonah with the writing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you had uh, the kid who plays Ruben, who's like, God, it's so easy. I to think Ruben that. is the one that, that, that was, that was kind of slacking a little bit, honestly. He's the probably the worst. I, I don't know. Fourth grade's kind of like whatever. He, uh, no, I, th- I, think, I think fourth grade does his job, right? He Ruben, does, no, I think Ruben does his job great, too. Ruben also feels like he's not a skater. Is Ruben a skater? I Mikhail's, don't know. I, don't, okay. uh, no, I think that Ruben Fuck and fourth grade and are skaters. Yes, yeah. and uh, Ruben and fourth grade are both um, actors. Yeah, God, I, I believe okay. I've so. seen. I believe so. Okay. Um, but I don't know for sure. But the thing, I, I just want to say, like, I mean, to get, like, kids that can skate and, like, really hit the emotional cues, like, there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Like, that's a really tricky thing to do. And both... Nikel Smith and Olin Pernat are great skaters. Like you can see, and like they're also not so great in the film, where it's unbelievable that they'd be not. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They don't seem like pros, For sure. but they seem just like right at that level where it's believable, at least in the film, that they'd be like right at that level where they might be possibly get becoming pro. Um, I I feel very strongly that first features, first directorial debuts, whatever you want to call them, um, mm-hmm. are their own category of movie. And I okay. think um, in this case, Jonah Hill did a really, really good job with his dialogue because that looks good. This is this, and it's it's Although very. It's I, very we imp- need to talk about something. But go no, ahead. we do. It's it's very it's very imperfect, and there are plenty of problems with it. But all of that still adds up to to realism. I actually, I remember the first time I saw this. Movie, I've seen it twice now. But yeah. the first time I saw it in theaters, I was like, man, this is some real, real like basic but realistic dialogue all the words that come out of these kids mouth sound exactly like what i've heard from my friends in that in those exact oh, moments 100 that's um, the thing like, that like to to the t that's the one that got me because like i remember i remember watching this in theaters i want to see it with a friend of mine who i used to actually skate with and when you're seeing on the dialogue i'm just like yeah i remember having very similar conversations and using like they use um you know the r word for you know mentally challenged and they for use sure. the f word for gay for and, sure um, those are words I'm not really comfortable with hearing well, it, that it, often. But it, it, it ain't a Tarantino situation. <laughs> no, it's not. But um, I mean, it makes he, he's explained the, several times now. It's just it's just um, real life. Um, that's and, real life. And no, again, that, that's an example. Real. Unlike every Tarantino movie that I believe, <laughs> I, that, I think that's exactly what it is. Well, I mean, there's also there, I mean, he has uh, this is a white guy that has two people of color saying the N word too, and again, feels perfectly normal as far as I'm concerned. Well, they don't, and they don't or three. Abuse, they don't also yeah. abuse it either. Well, because Gerard Carmichael's a I was actually cameo. I was counting Gerard and Nikel. The third one was fu- it was fuck shit. I was I was I was fifty fifty on. Yeah, fuck shit. You look you look Samoan, nigga. <laughs> that's the best. all right. That's that's might be the funniest scene in the movie. Oh, that is the funniest. It's scene It's so movie. good. Gerard Carmichael's like a security guard that comes over is trying to kick them out of the scene uh, out of the oh my lord uh, school. Oh, the best. Calls 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 a calls a calls a, a young boy uh, Cheryl Crow, <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> the character of fuck shit has this like very long like blonde hair that's yes. a little bit curly. He's got the teenage Simba. Yeah. Um, but the the best part about that interaction is that they chase Gerard off. Gerard is the one that's like, I don't, I don't want nothing. <laughs> I'm not trying to mess with these kids. The other thing for me, and um, I know we talked about this before, and I don't know how much you agree with me, but I think the music in this movie is fantastic. I disagree. 100% disagree. 100% disagree. So uh, we should talk about this. One, yes. uh, Jonah Hill wrote letters to almost all the artists that you hear, both in the diegetic and non-diegetic music uh, mm-hmm. of this so Trent Reznor did the score of yeah. uh, uh, social social networking, obviously Nine Inch Nails fame, and uh, all the music is great. But this is this is my complaint about the 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 music chosen in this movie. Okay, it is 
for a movie that feels like it's supposed to be kind of like underground indie whatever it went with like the pop ballads for people that know that music again i'm not not of course not i'm not calling tribe called quest pop ballads but i'm saying for a movie called mid 90s it really went with like exactly the most popular rap music that those that there there are no surprises what what song? I tell you what legit surprised me was what, 1800 suicide surprised me when they're on the bus and uh, the pill. <sighs> All right. that when All that right. when that needle dropped on that album I was in the theater going oh shit I was so excited. It's all all that stuff, but see, all that stuff is fine in theaters. I don't care for needle drops that don't hold up once you see it again well, at home. One eight hundred suicide is not a common something. Not a lot of people know grave I'm not, I'm not. I'm not arguing that one. I'll give you. I'll give you the liquid swords. In the Cypress Hill song is probably like the fourth or fifth most popular Cypress Hill song. Right, all the a lot of people don't know Big L. I know that we do, oh, but a lot on. of people don't know Big L. People know who Big L is. I bet you, if you ask. People who were not around in the mid-90s. People know Big L for the one song that's in this movie. Like, come on. Well, I mean, that and his freestyle on... Uh, sure. On, but um, you know what I mean. Uh, was it? Stretch and Bobbito. Um, and this is the NPR Review Podcast. <laughs> whatever. But, uh, I mean, they did two Far Side songs. Obviously, Pass Me By is super popular. But, I mean, the other song, which I can't say the name of. <laughs> I'm not Please don't. <laughs> I'm not type of. Not as popular. Um, they also throw in like random stuff. Like there's, like I said, they mentioned, um, you have a uh, seal in there. There's a pixie song. Hey, in there. suck a seal there's, wherever you are. There's a, um, mama's and the papa song. There's a, um, what was the other one? I don't remember. Now. Wait, oh, which, there's a which, Herbie Hancock song. Like they throw in. We can agree music, to disagree. I'm the, not trying to say that the, I'm right about There's a Nirvana this. song in it. Sure. And it's not a popular Nirvana song. That, that, here, I'll put it this way. Yeah. For a movie that felt so specific. You didn't like Pony by Genuine in there? Is that the problem? For a movie that felt so specific, it's, it's music choices to me felt broad. I think you're wrong on this. I think history will prove that I'm right on this. All right. What as 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 less people you think as history goes on, less people will hear these songs. That's right. Yeah, okay. yeah that's that's how that's how time works. That is how that it's works. Nonlinear. Um, yeah. No, but I really I, I I think that the music really hit the right tone though, because if you're gonna talk about like skaters in the '90s, like they hit the right notes. But see, the, see the tone that it struck for me was like, oh yeah, this is Jonah Hill. That's what it did for me. Well, what did because you, a better filmmaker would not have done that. What do you what what do they, what do you think they put? Like what? What do, what, what, do, I what think? do you what do you want instead? Like I'm, I'm what's the alternative? Same art, literally the same artist, different songs. I think Liquid Swords is again not a very common song. I already told you I'll give you Liquid Swords. I right. I gave up Liquid Swords five. So seconds which of the songs argument. you have a problem with? You have Far Side and put it on. Far Side, the tr- the tr- tribe is fifty fifty for me. The tribe is fifty fifty. That's not the most common. That's tribe the, song. That, that's fair. Um, but my 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 argument isn't song by song. My mm-hmm. argument is the whole thing. Feel? I just don't understand why all the music wasn't a little more. First of all, it would have been cheaper. Underground songs are always cheaper than the more popular songs. Okay. Um, but this is, just, this is just my personal preference. I'm just, I'm and just, again, I, I like this movie. I don't necessarily love this movie. Maybe you love this movie more than me. I don't love this movie. I think this movie is good. Yeah. It's good. And again, I, I I put it in the category of first features. And in that category, I think it's very good. I think by, yeah, it's by pretty that impressive. I mean, context. he definitely, like, you could tell that Jonah Hill was very passionate about this film. Do you, do you really not understand what I'm saying? Where there's just something a little, uh, maybe corny isn't the word, well, but there's something corny. cheesy that makes me remember that it's a Jonah Hill movie and then all these, like, gears start turning in my head. I don't know. I think that the, I think the music choices make a lot of sense for the tone they're looking for and for, to establish 
that time period and skate. I'm happy to say that I'm wrong, and this music also was a was the right choice. If any, if and 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 by my very own argument, it's it's it it helps because more people know the songs that makes more people like movie yada yada yada. So I could be proving my own point wrong. I just I don't think any of those songs besides maybe um, it just it felt less specific. I'm saying besides Pony, I don't think any of those songs (laughs) were like a, a big hit. Okay. I'm being, I'm being dead serious. I don't think any of those songs were big hits. I, I was not old enough Tribe, to... Because Tribe didn't have any big hits. I was not old enough to remember them, more, uh, some of them. I remember, I'm, uh, that's not true. I'm, I'm, I was not old enough to remember like the Tribe stuff and the Farsi yeah. stuff being on the radio, so that's on... That's Passing on Me By... This is just my personal... Passing Me By is probably the biggest song. That and, and, and yeah. Genuine. I, I agree. That's it. Though, besides that, though, I don't think there's any real big hits. We now. can... Well, that's fine. We, 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 can, we can leave it. Um, what else about this movie? I, uh, I mean, I just... You like the ending. I, I, I do I really like the ending the second time around I like the like the actual showing of the video or the scene in the oh, the whole last 10 minutes is really really fun now so everything that happens from when they when they're about to get in the car and fuck shit is like really really hammered yeah like I remember in the theater like having so much anxiety like it really like killed me I, I can feel the competition within filmmakers of who can make the car crash more surprising? Who who is the person that can make a car crash that you know is coming? That's inevitable, yeah. surprising. Um, and this one's pretty good. This is this, this one's pretty good. It's very good. It's like it's like the, it's not it's not till the third time you think something's gonna happen, something actually happens. And they they cut it in the middle of it's great. It's yeah, it's in like it's like a, it's a backseat passenger. He's just talking. And also, like there's like this. It's like blinking the flash, almost. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, it, I and again feels feels realistic. It feels I think Jonah has something for 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 not impressionistic realism, but like he's he's got something there. And then uh, the scene in the hospital um, mm-hmm. is tremendous. Good. What's up with Lucas Hedges and that orange juice, though? What's up? With Lu- Let, let's just talk about Lucas in this movie. This, this movie. I know needs, that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this movie needs. Uh, there's there's something there's something there's like five percent missing from the Hedges, right? From the mm-hmm. storyline, or there's, there's something. Re- there's. Um, I kind of like leaving some of the stuff out, similar with the mom, where no, you, no, no, you no. can because by the end you can piece it all together. No, 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 for sure, for sure. But I just mean. You Again, wanted this, more. This movie's just short. There, it's it not like short. there's not room for this. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if this. You know, I'm going to stick with what I said earlier. Lucas is fine. It's the mom that, that's missing a beat. I, I take that back. It's, it's the mom who I could use one more beat from. Okay, that's Cause, fair. Because the last time we hear from him or fear from her before the end of the movie is him screaming, "Shut up, shut yeah, up!" Yeah, like yeah, him yeah. really uh, giving it to herself. So. Oh, that's just me. No, that's fair. I think that. Uh, I think. Hedges, though, I mean, he's he's doing he's 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 a really good asshole. Oh, he can do. I mean, he can do. I guess everything. Yeah, now. he's the kid <laughs> is. Point. He's been. He's done a lot of different. He's roles. done every kind of young person role at this point. Yeah, it's, pretty much. Uh, it was good. I do like the ending. I think um, when Ray says when he says to him, "You take slams harder than anyone I've ever oof, met." You know, oof, you don't have to do that, right? Oh man, great. killed me. Ray's got it. And then Ray's uh, got it. And he, and Ray's funny too. He's really good. And then um I don't know, there's a lot the, this movie just felt it just really brought back a lot of like nostalgic feelings for me of I, I love the them time. on the bus where he takes the Molly or he takes the Adderall yeah, yeah, yeah. and throws it back in him. I was like, Oh man, that's if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 as weird as it gets. Um I thought it was weird how much they let uh Stevie do. Mm, 
I, I, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, Ray, I, I, I remember being offered all those opportunities yeah, but <laughs> at I, the time. But I feel like Ray, it's weird that Ray doesn't ever say anything about it. The closest you no, get. That's, that's the part that makes the most sense to me because that's yeah. how, that's the world they live in and Ray is trying to get out of it, not the other way around. Like, that's, that's, that's Fuck shit would be the answer. So well, I'm surprised that you don't see Ray saying two fuck shit earlier like don't give this kid alcohol or anything like that i mean i think that's the beauty of ray he's not trying to tell him how to live his life he's that's not true. trying to make his business it's until he pushes him and ruins that meeting with the other two dudes um that that's it that, that, that really makes struggle, him like yeah. yeah um and and again i think not allowing a 12 year old to have um drugs is i mean that's i think that's him doing what you're talking about right or not allowing he but like disagreeing no, he doesn't he's he, he says i mean he he interjects but he's not going to tell stevie how to live his life because yeah, yeah, that's true. Stevie think you're a man. Like, that's, that's, it is what it is. It's, it's like, um, I don't know. And then the Ruben character has a has a, a tough arc, but it makes a lot of sense. He has a complete arc, actually. He The second time around, I was like, he's got it all yeah. the way through. Like, he they did a good job of giving him small scenes that mean the world. Yeah, especially the one scene where they drop him off and he waits for them to leave. And I mean, honestly, what away. was more affecting was the Ray explaining it. Was the Ray being like, I know about that shit, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not even, like... Well, that's, I mean, that's why Ray is obviously, like, the strongest character in this film. Ray, you know what? Another thing I'm realizing is Ray does a good job of delivering lines that people that are great actors right now in, today, uh, in like, today's culture are doing a bad job of. Like, I've heard okay. several, uh, you know, big millionaire whatever movie stars say shit like, and they were just beating on you or they were just abusing you or whatever the, the hot button, like, issue is. And, right. and Ray just simply delivers lines like um and ruben's mom just beats on him all yeah. day and it just you just feel it in your bones like and that's him that's him and jonah that's uh that's real that's real synergy there i'm happy i think for it. that this movie does actually pair really well with mind the gap the more we talk about it yeah oh, for sure um, no doubt because I mean, it's weird that this is the light version of mind the gap it's very weird that this movie is the light version of yeah it. highly recommend mind the gap too uh it's, hey, let's not talk too much about it maybe we should have to do a pod about this movie sometime it's on oh, hulu man, i'm definitely down to yeah. do that because Although, are we doing documentaries on this? Because this feels like weird to do docs. I, I, first of all, Mind of the Gap is, I don't even know if calling a documentary is, is the right word. It's, um, it's, like a, it's like a story. Yeah, but it's a documentary for sure. Sure, but uh, whatever. Um, let's talk about the movie that we're actually supposed to be talking about. No, I want to talk about anything else. <laughs> um, what are your, what are your so, I think thoughts that, on it? No, la- la- lastly, really, just to like kind of button this up, like now I'm very curious to see what Jonah Hill does next. And I think that's really going to see if he has, because this is obviously a very personal film because, you know, he's was a skate or like, a, he was like kind of like the, the Stevie or he was like the uh-uh. bad skater. He's the, no, he's the fourth grade. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, sorry, that's what I meant. <laughs> he's like the fourth grade where, cause he's like the guy who didn't really skate, but wanted to be around and was filming everything and just wanted to be a part of it. And, um, so now doing something else where he's maybe challenges himself or does something like, we're going to see, if he really has it or not. Do you feel like the freckles on fourth grade were maybe like weight for Jonah Hill? I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. <laughs> were they weight? Like, like he, 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 I feel like fourth grade, they really gave him a lot of acne. And they, to the point where they talked about it. Do you think oh, that yeah. may have been like weight for Jonah Hill? Like he was like uh, oh, a, heavy, oh, a heavy set oh, kid. Okay, what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, they, I, I do, I definitely see some parallels there. Um <sighs> What would you like to see him do? What, what kind of movies know. do you think he should do? I, well, I mean, my initial thought is comedy, but then I know maybe not. I I, I got to say I I'm happy. I, or I would be happy if he was to direct 
someone else's writing too. I do think he's a good director in his own right. Because um, a lot of times writer director can be kind of like blurred up, especially sure. in, in first features. But um, I do think the the direction is moving. The direction of those kids um, feels great. feels feels like Jonah Hill. I, that 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 feels like his stamp on this movie, which is uh, you know the well, highest I mean, compliment you can give a movie sometimes. I think that. Well, I, I think that I, I think sophomore attempts really like will. Def- oh, they mean can, the world. They can define your entire career. Do you think Ryan Gosling's going to get one? What did he direct? <laughs> Lost River. Have you seen it? It's like uh, if he wants it, he'll get it. It's like a house burns, and then you find out Ben Mendelsohn is like running an underworld civilization. Mendelsohn just shows up in many things, huh? He does. He's just the guy. He's in The Dark Knight Rises. This was the first time I saw him. Where is he in The Dark Knight Rises? He is the bad guy that brings Bane to Gotham. I'm burning. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. So, your review. Where are you giving it? Oh, Johnny likes. Johnny likes. Yeah. We got a bunch of Johnny likes in a row now. We should watch some bad movies. <laughs> no, that's what we started out doing, and then we decided we shouldn't do that. <laughs> we gotta throw a stinker in there from time to time. I mean, uh, spoiler alert. Uh oh. Rush Hour trilogy. It's not really a spoiler. One of those is not good. <laughs> It's going to be tough to watch those again. <laughs> I haven't seen those movies in a long time. Bye-bye. Now we're going to get into our buffering. And for buffering, we are doing 1997. Full year. The I'm whole thing. From the beginning oh, to the end. Full year. 97. Talk about it. Mm. What you got? I have several questions about all of your impressions. Uh (laughs) Most of the ones that just sound like older black men. (laughs) Sometimes you gotta make an older black man voice. Uh, But only Louie can do it great. Um, Yo, so 1997. 1990 motherfucking seven. So, top five movies are Titanic, Men in Black, uh, Jurassic Park, The Lost World, Liar Liar, and Air Force One. We've talked about uh, all these movies, but I guess the ones we need to zoom in on are Men in Black and Air Force One. Now, Well, before we get into that, real uh-huh. quick, Titanic is the first movie to, to hit a billion, and it ended up at 2 point... What did we finish at? 2. 2.2. 2.2. 2. 2. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fucking money. You don't <laughs> say, so Johnny much, Boy. That's so much money! And it's the dumbest fucking movie to make that much money. You know, Fuck you, Titanic. Did you hear this? True story. What, Titanic? Yep. That lady... First of all... Why are you throwing that... You're telling me, you're telling me she could just suck dick on a boat like that. She could just she could just suck dick on a boat like that. They don't ever say that she sucks dick. <laughs> no, I'm saying that right now. Just now, you hear me? She was sucking dick on a boat. You think she was boat duck sucking? D- dude, hey man, I'm all dick for fe- I'm all for feminism, but they didn't let women suck dick on boats back then. Yeah, that was a thing that they did prevent. But again, she you. was shouldn't have been hanging out in storage. You know what? I take it back. She's a pioneer. That's true. Now that you know what? Yep. This is a feminist film. Titanic's great. Uh, also, the Lost World Jurassic Park. Has set the record for Memorial Day weekend with 90 mil that year. Mm. So those are kind of interesting. I, I still don't know the difference between any Jurassic Park movie. You need they to see all the, blend You together. need to see the first one. No, I have just not in order. You need to see pieces. Jurassic Park. All right, it's a very good movie. Lin Manuel Jackson's in there, right? Nailed it. <laughs> really thought I was gonna fuck that up. Where are we? Where, so we're talking about Air Force One. Uh yeah. I was gonna start with Men in Black. We gonna start Air Force One. Yeah, let's go worst to best. I think we can, I, we're going to need some time for Men in Black. Do you, right. Should we get into it now? No, no, no. You're right. Air Force One. Uh, best Gary Oldman on a plane movie, right? That's got to be. Would you consider spaceships planes? 
Do I consider spaceships funny? I mean, do you consider bears animals? Yeah, I do. Okay, so then I could argue that the fifth element's a better plane performance. You win. Yeah. Well done. No. Pot over? I don't know. Yeah. Rapid? That's his last, scrap, scrap, it? Last scrap it, scrap it, and dap it? You know I don't feel. All right. I don't feel strongly about dapping. What did... What, so Gary Oldman, could he have two different movie roles in a year? Could he? I, I, Probably. I think, I think not. <laughs> He's so bananas in this. Uh, in The Fifth Element. As, like, the, I thought we were talking about Air Force One. Okay. You could actually do it both. So he plays a villain. You tell me which air... Well, you know what? I don't there's Air know. Bud and there's Air oh, Oldman, right? Air Oldman. Okay, I was going to say Goldman. So, Airy Oldman in Air Force One is... So, as as far-fetched and crazy as he is in this movie, it's like his... It's like a... It's like not a, a, a crazy Gary Oldman. Can we... How about... Uh, let's do it this way. Let's name things and you tell me when I'm not talking about something that's in both movies. Okay. All right? Go ahead. Kidnapping. Well, we got <laughs> What you got? Give me one. Those are both. Um... Uh, weird. Well, let's see. No, say it. I was gonna say weird, like uh, facial tics. Yes, <laughs> I was gonna say weird accents. We should okay. right. Go well, again. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> well, so like, believe in yourself, yeah. So the funny thing is that so Gary Oldman does a lot of like these crazy things in all his movies, but they all feel so different. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah. recently I seen Leon the Professional, and in that. Like he does this crazy tick before he takes the he, right, saw, he takes the pill and yeah. he's like everybody all that stuff like it's the same nonsense in like Air Force One and in but it's completely different guy the like, best he's able to embody these villains in such a different way even though he's doing a lot of the same things the best part about uh, all Gary Oldman ticks is that when it, when he comes back to it huge smile yes <laughs> like like, yes. like like all he wants to do is spaz out all day long. So, I mean, Harrison Ford in this is is also, like, this is in, like, peak Ford action movie, like, Clear and Present Danger, this, um, The Fugitive. Like, he was going on a run in the 90s of these crazy action The original films. old man action. Sorry, Liam Neeson. I love me some You're old black man. bastard. I do like some old man action. Mm. But, like, Harrison, how old is Harrison Ford? Like, in this movie? He's got to be in his, like, early mid-40s. 50s. Or, no, early, yeah, early 50s. Yeah. Uh, I... I I, and it's a really fun movie, as far as kidnapping uh, the president's uh, child goes. Yeah, sorry, Jamie Foxx and Channing Tatum. In you know what, I like that one though. That's what, the one what, I like. Is that Olympus Has Fallen? That's is White that... House Down. Okay, that's like the... Olympus Has Fallen has better action, but the movie's worse. What do you feel about uh, what's the other, what's the sequel to that? Uh, London Has Fallen, and now Angel Has Fallen. There's a third where Nick Nolte is his dad, is Gerard Butler's dad. Yes, Nick Nolte's making movies again. I think Gary Busey may also be making movies too, but don't tell anybody. Don't Gary, tell Busey. Doesn't Gary Busey have like a, a like a mental disorder now because he had like some kind of weird accident? I've only seen him in Entourage movies, so it's kind of always felt like that. Or he was a. You didn't see Point Break? Huh? Point Break? No, I said or a racist oh, cop in the eighties, okay. forty-eight hours. Yeah. Come no, on, that's man. Nick Nolte. Damn, see, Busey this, bomb. They might be the same person. Have we seen them in the same room at the same time? <laughs> uh, first. Yes, right. Oh, okay. That right. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> I think definitely yes. There um, are pictures of Nick Nolte that I'm. I was convinced it was Gary Busey and vice versa, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, uh, Air Force One. I'm gonna say in all seriousness, though, and I yeah. and I mean in all seriousness, okay. is the best movie about a president. Fight me. I mean, fight me. In real life, better combat and better than um mm. the Chris Rock film Head of State. <laughs> God damn it. No, it is not. Not at all. all right. Not even... Cl- Point damn. John. Suck it. 
man, this is this is those facial tics all over again. Yeah, yeah, yoinks. Um, yeah, I love it. First one. Um, and talk about shelf life. Talk about a movie that yeah. plays well on TNT with or without commercials. You're fine. Well, if you're on TNT, you're getting commercials. Yeah. Even if you're using the app. Yeah. They sneak in like seven at sometimes. You're like, oh. what is this? I'm like, I just want to get back to watching Animal Kingdom. <laughs> That's right. I just want to go back I to watching the first Burn season Notice. I don't know why I said that sarcastically. I want to watch. I want more Burn Notice. That's that's the wrong network. That's, that's USA? That's, yeah, it's USA. God damn it, they're the same. Yeah. <laughs> don't put dirt on USA's name like they don't got Mr. Robot. Now. How do you feel about TBS? Suspicious. Very funny. At bet. Oh my. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John Carlo Altube. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is John Carlo Altube. He's tipping his hat. Coming he thinks in right it's real. Here. He thinks it's real, guys. I wasn't tipping my hat. Anyway. You don't know when I, well, I was tipping my hand. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so the, the number two movie of the year. In terms of box office, with two hundred fifty million dollars, here they come. Men in Blizzak, Galaxy Defenders, Blizzaki, Helda right. Blizzaki. We were we were shunned for not going deep into this in episode three. I was I was personally accosted in the streets <laughs> of Manhattan with a plant. What were we doing in Manhattan? Separately. Oh, that's unrelated. <laughs> um, that's true. You were. Um, so, Men in Black, my favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Is this peak Will Smith? No. The beginning of people. Oh wait. Uh. Ooh. ooh film wise. Yeah. <laughs> no, because like career power wise, not not even. No, close. not even close. Yeah. This is um, this is him at his no apex mountain. This is no. Yeah. I'm saying like performance wise, is this the best performance? No, the best performance is Ali for me. What about Hitch? Hitch is great. Pursuit of Happiness is great. But Pursuit I would of Happiness. Say, what'd you say? Pursuit of Happiness. Happy is that what I said? There's a Y in there for no Harvey reason. Happy Weinstein. Ooh, that's a bad thing. Oh, we don't need to wow. talk about him. Um, no, I would say the you know best performance. About- yeah, I stay. I stay for Ali. I love Ali. Ali's great. Favorite. I like Jamie Foxx and Ali more than I like him as Ali. Jamie Foxx is better actor than Will Smith. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's part of it. It happens. Um, also, Will Smith has had this thing now where he doesn't work with any real directors anymore. <laughs> he works with like randos. Well, we we keep saying anymore. That's not true. It's always the the. I'm realizing now the toughest director he worked with was Peter Berg, and that was probably by accident. That was probably not Who by design. Directed Men in Black. Barry Sonnenfeld. Oh uh, yeah, he's not yeah, really. Yeah, not not a notorious <laughs> asshole. Um, or I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, let's 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 get let's find out some more uh, Barry info. He Michael Mann didn't direct Ali, did he? I don't know who directed Ali. Oh, someone super famous. It, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, everyone else is soft as kittens. I. He has not been to Zodiac so now, School with David Fincher. Well, you know, we just lost Rip Torn. Rest in peace. Oh man, the 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 OG Galaxy Defender. Rest in peace, Rip Torn. Q. That's not his name. M. Uh, Z. 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 That's dead, baby. Z is dead, baby. Damn, yo, that happened. Yeah. Bummer. We lost him. He's but also, down. Dodgeball was great too. Also, Rip Torn. Hmm. Uh, from personal experience, real asshole. <laughs> you've, you've met him. Uh, used to work on his taxes. Oh. I worked for an accounting firm that did the taxes of uh, Stiller and Mara and Rip Torn. Stiller and Mara? Stiller and Mara. Ben Stiller's parents. Oh, okay. Rip Torn wow. was a real dick to the accounting firm. Interesting. Was it because he ain't had that much money? He's probably not rich. He had a lot of money. He did? Yeah. How much money Rip Torn had? I can't discuss that. You can? No, oh, I actually can't. You don't remember? No, I do, but I can't talk about it. You can talk about it. We can talk about it all fair. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it now. Let's just assume you said $4 million. Okay. All right. Proceed. So Rip Torn died. Um, yeah, you've, had, you've uh, had something in your teeth the whole time. I could not stop t- thinking about it. Uh, whatever. Just all go. Right. Okay. 
let's talk about Men in Black, though. Uh, okay, so love this movie. I think it's the uh, uh, the the all time Vincent D'Onofrio performance. Also, I would say, do you remember this movie very well? I don't want to yeah. get too specific. Um, this script is fucking bulletproof. This script is like super, super, super tight. I always remember thinking that every like scene that is extraneous could have like been cut. There are none of them. Every yeah. literally every single scene means something to the plot moving forward. Um, almost every single line of dialogue. Even does too. Even the uh, the three little aliens with the coffee. Yeah. Oh, obviously yes. <laughs> Obviously, yes. It's a great Shaloub cameo. Wait, no, that's two. That's two. That's not this one? Is it this one? Mm. No, it is. Uh, no, yeah, Shaloub, no, Shaloub's, yeah, Shaloub's, Shaloub's one. You're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, great Shaloub cameo. Yeah. Where do you, I mean, where do we, I mean, where do we rank this for the Will Smith movie, Pantheon? Well, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have a Will Smith deep dive at some point. Oh, true, true. Okay, never mind. Well, uh, no, you told me sure. about some men in life. I mean, you know. No, I, I think that for me, it's gonna be in his top three. I can't think of too many movies where, like, this is, like, him where he's, like, dusting off the Fresh Prince, like, persona, uh, and but he's still being a little bit goofy because, like, Independence mm-hmm. Day is a movie before this where it's just straight. He plays it straight. And then, um, in this, and then Bad Boys also, like, Bad Boys, he still has the goofiness, too. It's This is more similar to Bad Boys than it is, like, just straight, like, um, like, yeah, and it's also uh, imperfect in a way that is okay. Seven pounds, yes. where he's being super serious. Like I don't like him when he's all the way serious. I like him when he's in the middle because he's he is a really good comedic actor and he can do drama. But when he goes straight drama, I feel like there's always something missing, and yeah. it's because he's so charismatic. That's why, I like, the, I think it's the director thing. Honestly, I think someone I think could probably fix that. That's probably probably true. But like, did you see Concussion? Like, you don't believe him as. Like, I believe with, him with that accent, it's just like, that's Will Smith. Like, I can't. He's I, too, I, oh, I thought he's, he was perfectly fine. I thought the accent was getting concussion, too. And also, I think that was my biggest problem with Ali, because I, it's like, well, he's not Muhammad Ali. Really? Really? Yeah, it didn't I work think, for me. I think, if anything, Will Smith's Will Smithness lends itself to impressions of people, or, or accents and dialects and that kind of stuff. I don't it's know. Never, it's never, that, that, that part of it is never, if anything, it's just been the pure commitment to one side of the coin, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, where... The 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 if if the if his best drama is Pursuit of Happiness and Ali, that's not necessarily a good thing because mm-hmm. a lot of our favorite actors' best dramas are not the most serious things. The same way that uh, Men in Black levity. is not a, one kind of movie; it's like three different kinds of movies. What do you feel about Enemy of the Enemy of the State? Uh, better better script now. Aged well. It does. That's well. that's some shit. <laughs> that's it some is. shit that would happen. <laughs> it, yeah, it's probably more relevant now than. And, it, and it would be over a sex tape. It would. It would all be because of that. <laughs> I think that um, to get back to Ben and Black, I just I, we talked about it a little bit on that episode, but like D'Onofrio is incredible. Yeah, that's and what I'm that, saying. That. that performance aged so great. Dude, and He's amazing. Saying, when you think of of him in that movie, even when you think of his wife, like when you th- yeah. the scenes in this movie are. Like, I mean, the better thing is like I know my answer to this, but is Men in Black a, a perfect movie? Because I think it's Men in Black perfect. is very easily a perfect movie. I don't think it's perfect. What would you change? I don't think I would change anything about this movie. I don't know. Get rid of that uh, Ray Parker guy in the beginning. The cop? No, the guy. Uh, I don't know. His name is Ray Parker. The stunt guy that does like the he has the gills. Yeah, but it was, it's the eyes. The, the, the eyes that blink sideways. Yeah, 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 that's what it is. Yeah. You, wait, you don't, when I, he discovers that aliens exist, no, you would I remove just, that. I don't like that actual guy. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> you know what, John, you've sold me. 
Yeah. That guy's that guy's a piece of shit. Get I him love out of here. I love the scene of him going up the stairs away that shot. It's really filmed. So well. wait, but seriously, what would you change? What would you actually change about this? Movie? I I think that the um the spaceships being the two things in Flushing Meadow Park was like someone someone who grew up in New York. Like, all right, come on. Okay, sure. I I, I did not grow up in New York, so I'll, I'll take your word for that. Yeah, you're from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, the next five movies we got, that's uh, number six through ten in the box offices. As Good As It Gets, Goodwill Hunting, uh, Star Wars re-release special edition. That's with all the new special effects and stuff updated. Uh, My Best Friend's Wedding and Tomorrow Never Dies. Do you got anything to say about those movies, John? I think it's interesting. Um, I think that people were really starving for Star Wars content at that point. Talking starving for Star Wars? Yeah. Proceed. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, episode one comes out a couple of years after this but in 97 like these movies did incredible Big they business. really did and uh it's interesting like all star wars empire uh both did like over 50 50 million dollars you know other reissues that year include the little mermaid the yeah. graduate and the godfather all coming back into theaters but none of them really did any money except for star wars the power and it shows you like just i mean this is also the time where George Lucas had decided to like touch up the films, and he changed a lot of things that diehards hated. And um, but it's 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 just I mean Star Wars now is so ubiquitous, but like in '97 it wasn't. Like I don't it was it was a thing, but I think this is the start of it becoming like the thing it is today. The thing it is today, and maybe I, even you could say it's it it put the craving back right when they needed it because the oh, the, the movies were coming the timing it's the per, it's the, the perfect. I mean obviously it was on purpose but like it it, yeah. it also worked it worked yeah. it worked better than they ever could have anticipated I mean I I felt like I saw Star Wars in theaters as a kid that was born in 1991 because I did you right know what I mean? yeah it's a, it's, a, it's a, it, they put a lot of they put they put a generation that would grow to pay as much attention as anyone else will ever pay to anything ever in the world in a good spot. Absolutely. And I think the reason, I think one of the main reasons too was that he knew that the new movies were coming out, they were going to look so much better, but they were going to take place in the past. That so, was a good call. I, I so never like, saw well, I the old versions of Star Wars Slaw. So I was like a grown man, it's, essentially. It, yeah. the, there's, he made some weird choices in those. Yeah, so it's a lot freakier. It's a little weird. Um, what do we got next? Uh, so, numbers 11 through 15, we got. Face Off, Batman and Robin, George of the Jungle, Scream 2, and Con Air. Uh, Con Air is obviously the ultimate Dave Chappelle performance, uh, but I think the movie <laughs> that we somehow need to talk more about is Batman, oh, and, it's Robin. Batman and Robin. <laughs> so this movie is... Schumacher Universe, tell them, tell them all about it. This movie is just marred with bad ice puns more than anything I can remember. You can follow at the stream pod for more of those ice puns. Yeah, you did, you did put up a nice little compilation there. Um... It's so. I I hated this movie. I saw it in theaters. I really did not. It was trash. And take. I remember it was the trash first. Take. This is one of my first times going to a movie, being super excited for it. And when it ended, I knew I didn't know what not liking a movie was. You know what I mean? Where Interesting. I didn't. So I this taught you how to fucking hate stuff, right? So that was what this is ninety seven. I was eleven years old, so I was still young enough that like. Oh, it's a Batman movie. I'm going to go see the Batman movie. And then after the movie's over, I was like, yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked it, yeah. But in my, I, didn't, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> and I didn't know that movies could be bad. I, you're, you're like, you're, you're literally ruining my childhood memories. Good. In, the, in, in this exact moment because uh, 
the way you described it is is very that's good that's that's uh that's probably right i'm gonna i'm gonna try and fight this feeling because i like this movie but yeah. it's, I, I i do see it i think that now it's a fun movie to watch because it's it's a it's a good bad movie the thing that ruined this movie in a like in a big way for me was that i growing up i did not uh read comic books the way that i do now and i didn't understand that bane was like a real character and mm-hmm. seeing now what they did to bane is like like blasphemous <laughs> it's it's one of those things that i don't even know if i can forgive my damn self i think that uh you're looking back too it's like george clooney in theory makes a perfect like idea for a batman but he's a good bruce wayne he's not a good batman that's the problem i didn't even think he was a good bruce wayne he makes sense for Bruce Wayne. He does make sense for, and he looks like Bruce Wayne. But I don't, I don't know also, the George Clooney. He's, he's not, he's not really serious enough. Like, you know what's the problem too? Chris right. O'Donnell's a terrible actor. Chris O'Donnell's a terrible actor, but he is Robin. That Robin feels super terrible and is very Robin annoying. Supposed to be way younger. Uh yeah, true, true. He's uh, not, bo- not every version of him, the but they did. Wonder. They went out of their way to choose the. There, there's Robins you can choose that are old. For some reason, they chose the young one and put an old guy in there. That's that's you're right. That was real unnecessary. Yeah, Tobey Maguire style. Maguire style. Tom McGuire, Guire style. Tom McGuire. So Tom McGuire's good. Peter Parker, bad Spider Man. Bad choice for movie for writ large. Yes, I I apologize. I only refer to him as Toby Spiderman. <laughs> That's a joke. Joe Large Manamamello. That's a joke I've been doing since that first Spider Man movie came out. Oh, it's been working out well for you. You like no it? No one good? likes it. Oh no, thunk. Toby Spiderman. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, it's Batman Jewish. Robin is good. Who's <laughs> the say? It's a good bad movie. Who's the say? It's a it's a good movie. Like if you have a bunch of people to watch together, and you can kind of like joke around with it. I feel like you can leave it on and just do a bunch of other shit. It's kind of comic booky in how goofy it is. Kind of, kind of. I don't read comics. I'm guessing. No, I just, it's like <laughs> it's the goofiest thing that anything could ever goof. It's a goof troop. It's an extremely goofy troop. Oh boy, we're seeing eye to eye now. Mm. I love a goofy movie. Oh, that's a power line. I see what you did Tabby there. Okay. <laughs> da, na, na, da, na. I really sit to eat. No, no. Because I hate, I hate when podcasts do that too. Never too far Breaking apart. into song and me <laughs> and and googling stuff and being like, um, is it this? Is a, a podcast? No, no. Cut it. Cut it. For the um, first let's, time let's... ever, we're seeing it eye to eye. How's my voice sound? Uh, pretty, pretty great. <laughs> pretty awesome. Um, so skipping down, we don't need to go through all these movies, but skipping down to number 23, Anaconda. Don't want none. The- <laughs> so we had like, what did we, we have? We had on. Volcano, we had Dante's Peak, we had Jurassic World. What, the, this, the, the lesson I took away from mm-hmm. 1997 was a whole bunch of basic disaster and animal movies. I think, I think also, and I, this starts a trend, because I think in a couple years we're going to get Armageddon, Deep Impact, and a couple other uh, disaster movies. Disaster movies, I don't remember. Was that a thing in the early 90s? I can't think that it was. Uh, there would I, be, I think, here and there. No, I think this is, that's what I'm saying. I think this is starting. starting Contact is another, like, kind of half. Uh, Which one? Situation. Contact. Half alien, half uh, something. Okay. You're right. Bad example. Bad example. Whatever. Um, it's not exactly a disaster movie, but it's disaster. Adjacent. Starship Troopers. Okay, that's a disaster. Right, Whoa, we're no, talking about Spawn? I take it back. We're no, talking about Spawn? Spawn was a disaster, right? Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it does feel like uh, kind of the beginning, maybe maybe even the beginning of the end. Maybe something that starts <laughs> and ends right away. <laughs> What's your favorite disaster movie? Ooh, what is, you go first. I th- you've seen a lot more of these. I don't know the answer in my top of my head. I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is, uh, I really remember liking Deep Impact a lot. Does like Zombieland count as a disaster movie? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. then Zombieland, for sure. Well, that's post-disaster, isn't it? 
Yeah, I feel like that's not the best. I, th- I think I'm cheating there. Um, mm-hmm. Best disaster movie. Man. What was your answer again? I don't know. Deep Impact? I don't... I, I guess, remember liking Deep Impact. I guess mine would be like Spacey. So like... This, uh, so hold on. Let's, Spacey? Let's, let's define... Kevin? <laughs> let's define... Uh, disaster. What disaster... Because I feel like today a disaster Hurricane movie... Hurricane heist. <laughs> her, okay. Well, I was going to say it means skyscraper, but we don't get up. Do we get a lot of skyscrapers? Is that out? a disaster movie? Skyscraper? Isn't it a disaster? Both metaphorically and no, literally? No, well, usually a disaster movie means like the earth is in danger of okay, being destroyed. Okay, so San Andreas... The Rock in San Andreas would be a disaster movies. movie. Yeah. Okay, what's the last like disaster only, movie? What's the last I, disaster movie without The Rock? I'm just saying, if it's only one building, I don't think it's a disaster movie. Like Die Hard's not a disaster movie. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? What's the last uh, disaster movie without The Rock? No, there's only been disaster movies with The Rock ever. The Rock's a disaster. He's actually in every movie that's a disaster movie. In the past, you just don't notice him. He's. A, you're telling me he's in deep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, he plays the comment. She, yeah, I, I, man, fuck disaster movies, man. I don't think I'm about disaster movies. Do you, bro, bro. Uh, what about Cloverfield? You like fake that? See footage? that I like. Is Gravity a disaster movie? Yeah, kind of. Then I love Gravity as a disaster. Yeah, movie. but that, I mean, I don't and think I hate anyone. Sandra Bullock. Do you hate Sandy B? She's the worst he'd see. Oh no! Love it. Crushed it. Uh, I like Sandy B. Mm-hmm. Whoa! You saying she's got a Sandy B? Yeah, that's right. Whoa. <laughs> the beach. I think I'm a misogynist. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Anna, uh, what, so, Anaconda, though, I feel like the thing that's remember, most memorable about this movie is how ridiculous John Voight is. Yeah, that accent ain't, ain't doing nothing for it's nobody, so Johnny. Bad. Johnny does not like. Johnny does not you, like. You can give his accent a miss. Yeah, give that accent a miss. What do you think about um, J Lo had a moment in 97? Well, Selena in this? Yeah. Selena in, in the condo? She did. Fly of the condo. That's right. Ice Cube getting in another acting film. He's like, whoa, I did Friday. Friday is so much better than Anaconda. What? <laughs> you kidding. Okay. Uh, what about next Friday? How do you feel about next Friday? Because I love all, Mike All Epps. three of the Friday movies are great. I think... They're all good. I think that I like next Friday more than Friday because I think Mike Epps is so goddamn funny in that movie. Mike Epps, is, Mike Epps and Chris Tucker are the maybe the lone example of a replacement that uh, well. being like... They're, no, we're just them both being equal. They're both, yeah. they're both exactly love, as I, funny. I love Chris Tucker. It doesn't it's take anything away. It's a very different character. This is, wait, actually, this is a great... We'll finish your thought. This is a good segue. Though. No, I was saying, it's a, it's a very different character, but I think Mike Epps in Next Friday just, like, kills it. He has so many, like, nuanced things he does in that movie that are really good, but that's not 97, so what do you got? <laughs> and Friday is also 95, so... Yeah. Um... Now, this is a good transition to talk about Def Jam's How to Be a Player. Oh, Bill Bellamy! Yo, it's so when you the, so many of these movies like they, they start to overlap with me, but I'm I'm remembering now. How do you play is a uh, uh, as I ask my white co-host John yeah. to mm-hmm. refresh some things uh, about Def Jam. I will, will explain to you how black culture. This works, is yes. the one. Okay, this is this is the one where Bill Bellamy is like going around to all of his different girls. Like one is like into BDSM. Yeah. The other, okay. Yeah. There's, there's there's themes to the women that he's going mm-hmm. around. Okay. So I remember in episode one we talked about the great. Uh, one night, uh, black misogynistic endeavors. Mm-hmm. Right? This is is how do we play in one night? Is is it is it one night or is it the wood? No, it's the wood. <sighs> it takes place over a period of time. God damn it to hell, Don. We're fucked. <laughs> this, this is a disaster movie. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, this is a this. Yeah, no, it's not. It doesn't place over one day. I don't remember. That's what I'm asking. Oh man, you're re- supposed to tell me about black culture. I do the voice. Do a funny black voice. It's gonna be great. Let me tell you. Nope. <laughs> 
Let me tell you something now. You, you really bit on that. Wow, you weren't supposed yeah, to bite. Well, 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 you tell me to do a voice, I'll do a voice. You were wondering what why I doing right now? post What voice is this? <laughs> of I feel like you I'm doing Instagram. pops. I'm doing pops from the Wayne Brothers. I'm putting this one on. It's not good, Yikes. though. Yikes. Do you think people would tell if it's your voice or my voice? <sighs> <laughs> I don't know, John. I think this should probably get cut just in case. Why? <laughs> Could you, uh, ask the question. What, was it offensive? <laughs> You tell me. Who's I would, to say? I can tell you about That's black my culture, catchphrase. but you gotta That's tell my me. Catchphrase. <laughs> but I love that this and Booty Call both have uh, Bernie Mac one scene just crushing it. Man, I I really rest in power, Bernie Mac. I miss that guy. Is he is he in more than one scene? Maybe he's in a couple scenes and had to be a player. I I don't remember this movie well enough to say. I, just, I remember, I just remember really the, the liking BDSM Bill Bellamy as a as a MTV VJ back in the day. Whoa! Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. Also, he's looked the exact same this entire time. He doesn't age. Yeah. the He's the Pharrell of a uh, of fucking... He wears weird hats. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the Pharrell of non-hats. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love how you play How do you feel about Good Burger? I, I really enjoy Good Burger. It's it's dumb, but it's fun. I like Keenan. I like Cal. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Sinbad, underrated Sinbad. Your thoughts on Orange Soda? I know that Kel feels very strongly about it. Pro Me, personally, uh-huh. I don't like an orange soda. It's too sweet. Oh, you heard but, your first, ladies and gentlemen. Orange soda is too sweet. Now, serious question. Hit me. If you are going to drink an orange soda... I'm not. Fanta, mm-hmm. Crush, Slice. <sighs> there is a right answer. Fanta. No, it's Slice. All right, I'll go Slice. Okay. Only because Slice is so bubbly. It's very, very bubbly. And it's bubbles. not the sweetest. You know how I feel about bubbles? I'm pro. And I'm, of course, talking about the character from The Wire. Nice. Which I believe debuted in... 1999. Seven. The Wire? Yeah. No. I know. I'm just saying that. It would have been nice if it was, though. No. Yeah, because I think I lied, too. I think it was like 2001 or something. <laughs> Who can really say when The Wire came out? How many times are we going to say who's to say? Cut out the who's to say's. No. I mean, I think we got to double down on who's to say. Um, I finally saw Hard Eight. Finally oh, saw okay. Paul Let's Thomas Anderson's it. Hard Eight. Uh, good, good, very, good, uh, not very good movie. Good movie. A little, uh, a little flat, I would say, in places. Obviously, the, the, the again category first film, mm-hmm. but I would say uh, tone. He's had it the whole time. He's yes. he's he's had his like perspective on movies since forever. Um, God bless him. My favorite Gwyneth Paltrow performance. Same. That yeah, no no doubt about that. I remember thinking that because um I was interestingly enough I was coming off seeing Endgame thinking wow I don't really hate her in these Marvel movies that much and not hating her in this was like cool. There's two things I don't hate her and that's nice. Uh, you ever seen Sliding Doors? Uh, a long time ago, yeah. You seen duets? No. Just finding those. Okay. Uh, Shakespeare in Love. Hard hate, pass. Hate that. Hard hate pass. That movie. The um that one best picture. Yeah, that was a tough time for us all, Baz. No, he's not. Is that Baz? That's Baz Lerman? No, you're thinking, no, I'm thinking Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Juliet. Yeah, um, but uh, Romeo Heart and Juliet is a is a interesting Samuel mm-hmm. Jackson performance. It is a yeah. a but like riveting John C. Riley performance. He's John like Riley's he's like great. on one. John C. Riley is a fantastic actor. actor. He he said in an interview that um like. He 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 hears like the the entertainment like you know cognoscenti saying like oh he's an actor's actor he's cool he's whatever but he always gets scripts and always hears shit like we want a John C Riley type but they don't actually want John C Riley um, right. which I always thought was interesting I would want him in all my movies I know 
Um, I, I love him. And, and Paul Thomas Anderson really knows how to use every aspect of him. Because if you, I mean, he kind of plays the goof in most of it, but like he's in. I don't think he's a goof. No, I think I think he's actually this, he's a bit of a rube. I think he's kind of sad, honestly. He's sad. Well, he's sad in Magnolia. Kind of follows this man around. Yeah, in Boogie Nights, all three, the first three Paul Thomas Andersons, he plays like the, he plays like a rube, a sad, a sad oaf. Yeah, sad sack. Mm-hmm. Of nuts. No, just a sad sack. Okay. Uh, cashew milk. Yeah, that's right. It's pronounced that's cashew. The the thing about Heart Eight that I really liked was um, the. The juxtaposition between the two main character, the two like big um, opposing forces of Samuel Jackson, Philip Baker Hall. Oh, okay. I was yeah, no, the, the way that they they every time they interact, it's there's from the the moment they're introduced to each other, the tension that's there to the end of the movie with the climax of I don't want to give it away because I think everyone should go see this movie because it's very entertaining. It's the worst Paul Thomas Anderson movie, and it's still a great movie. So, um, what you what what I I mean, and obviously you might have a different opinion of this, but you see Samuel Jackson at a time where he's not crazy famous, but he's famous enough where he's he has really, a certain flavor about him. He has yeah. a certain yeah. But and he he really he embodies that character very well, and it's a character he's kind of done before, but he does a really good job with it. And Phil Baker Hall as the classic guy who's been around forever that knows all the ropes and the old school. Um, I really enjoyed the, their chemistry in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um... I was worried Samuel Jackson's character was not being treated with the respect that it probably deserved until it came back around in the end. Yes. Um, Because at first he does seem kind of like a... Kind of just like a, a a person that just happens to be black that just happens to be like a bunch of uh, like mm-hmm. kind of kind of not not stereotypes but just like shitty traits about him. But then it does it does come back. He he becomes a well-rounded character. Um, yeah, he's playing he's playing the angles. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt about it. Um, and uh, seems to kind of know more about the whole movie than than anyone else. Um, God bless him. Oh so, yeah, uh, that sure. script is great. It's great script. The 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 lighting is pretty interesting. In most rooms. Out, even outside of the casino are kind of lit like casinos, which I like. Yeah. Um, like the houses, like like where Samuel Jackson lives, like the hotel rooms, kind of like they, they feel and look like casinos, which I really like. Oh, that scene in the house where he come, that's just fantastic. Yeah, really, really. When he comes in with the um with the the pro, oh, not prostitute with the girl and Phil Baker. Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, yeah. That's filmed. Like the, I mean that I mean it's like early signs PTA, but like watching that you're like, oh, this guy's a genius. Like because it's that already. classic. We're talking about a, a scene where it's the classic. You the someone comes home and you realize someone is waiting for them in the dark with a gun. Yeah. You know, leather gloves on, ready to kill him. Um, but it just it has a lot more gravitas than the average scene. Right. Uh, like that does. And for an inexperienced filmmaker, it's pretty impressive what he does. Well, how old is he? Uh, 27, 28? Like that. He yeah he had to be in his mid twenties. Yeah. Um, great movie. Great movie. Great movie. I What's think- the uh. Is it? But it is uh, objectively the worst Paul Thomas Anderson movie, without, which is without a doubt, which is like what we talked about last Hateful week with yeah. the Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. At least my opinion is the worst Quentin Tarantino movie. It's still a phenomenal film. Um, remember, so remember, I was saying first feature should be their own category. Um, uh, that's a good point. How do you uh, how do you rank this in just just uh, of the the of first features? Well, like, and I have to think about it, but just I, I mean, up there, I don't know. Middle. I think that that's something. As far as first features go, I mean, it's not I, I would say that's actually where it's not incredible. Uh, th- yeah, to, that's yeah. fair. There, are, I can I actually think of a lot of first features that are pretty close to that. There's all, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think, well, yeah, not a name. Just, 
No, it's not. I, I think that the the thing that this movie does for me more than anything is I last year, or not last, I guess it's two years ago now, before I watched Phantom Thread in theaters, I watched every PTA movie, one a day, every day. Uh-huh. And when you do that, you kind of like see like things. And I see a lot of signs in Heart 8 of things that you'll see later in his films. For sure. And um, it's just like, it's like the craftsman who's still an apprentice almost, like... You know, uh, I'm sucking his dick too hard, but sure fine. I really, I really enjoy PTA, and I just think that he's. Uh, no, there's there's something about what you're talking about in relation to the performance of Gwyneth Paltrow. How like we mean you both don't really like her I, as an actress, I'm not, I'm but not there's there's something about her. But I feel like her and PTA are at the exact same points in time in their career, and I think that's it's you can you can kind of feel that. A little, little bit of John C. Reilly too, except he just he's he's more consistent. Well, John C. Reilly we'll, comes we'll, from a theater background, and he. But we'll, we'll go. We'll go on to learn that he is a rock. He's he's solid. He's like he, there. There's a certain sea, uh, uh, floor that is very high for him. We're gonna have to do a John C. Reilly deep dive because that's it's. A, Add him to the list. That, that, that's a great one. That's that, a great that guy, one. Actually. Well, that that might be a full episode. <laughs> there's a lot of movies. We got the time. A lot of movies to talk. I fucks about. with Magnolia, man. I cuss a lot on this podcast. Yeah, you do. Uh, we're gonna do a little talk about awards. So. 97, just real quick, uh, the Palme d'Or was won by two films, a Japanese film called The Eel and an Iranian film called The Taste of Cherry. A Taste of Cherry is a movie I've actually seen. Uh, just a brief uh, synopsis of the plot. It's a guy who's walking around, um, driving around, trying to get convince people to bury him alive. Uh, it sounds weirder than it is, but it's like it's actually beautifully shot and really interesting, and it's got a very odd ending. Um but uh, yeah, that, that's it's this Iranian director named Abbas Karostami, I believe that's how you say it. It's a very interesting film. If you have a chance to see it, check it out. It's 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 interesting. I didn't see the eel. <laughs> yeah, and I did not also. Um, <laughs> so for the Oscars that year, Titanic won Best Picture. Titanic Dur- won fourteen Oscars, which <laughs> it set the record that I believe has been now tied. By Lord of the Rings, sir. Lord of the Rings. Maybe it's thirteen. It won um, a lot. Well, Lord of the Rings has the record for for winning them. I don't know, but for, for yeah. the most dramatic. All right. So, best picture and best director for James Cameron uh, go to Titanic. Best actor is Jack Nicholson, as good as it gets. Best actress Helen Hunt, also in as good as it gets. Uh, best supporting actor Robin Williams for Goodwill Hunting. Best screenplay also Goodwill Hunting. That's obviously Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's big splash into mm-hmm. the scene. Uh, best Supporting Actress, Kim Basinger for L.A. Confidential. Uh, L.A. Confidential also won Best Screenplay, which was uh, adapted. Adapted Screenplay. Um, it, oh, man, John, you'll notice uh, Donnie Brasco did not win Best Adapted Screenplay. Why do you think that was, John? I think because L.A. Confidential is a better screenplay. Okay, and why oh, did I, Booty Call not win Best Picture? Because it wasn't nominated because it's a, not a good film. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and cut that out. <laughs> No, but um, if you look at nominations, I don't see I actually don't think there's snub. It's it's not so much snub. Not it's just, even it's just one. Movies. Yeah, but no one, not one booty call. Odd. Oh no! I, you, 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 scroll down, scroll down, scroll down. Oh, okay. it's at the bottom. It's at the bottom. It's at the bottom for uh, it's at, at the booty. Oh yeah, that's right. That makes sense. Lost treasure. You know what it is. Uh, um, it's, it's pretty pretty blase Oscar year, I would say. I think the only real argument you could have is, mate, like Helen Hunt. Really, I don't know. There are literally no people of color anywhere. In oh, any of this these is this could categories. be a recurring theme. You don't say. <laughs> no, see, this is, this is how eight. many people? How many yeah. non-white are there nominated there? Zero. No, no I just looked at them all. No, not Robert Duvall, Matt Damon, not a Peter one. Fonda, Dustin Hoffman, and there's no and there's no women outside of the actors categories. Also, <laughs> of, well, I mean, in case you're wondering. Let's, let's, 
That goes without saying. Um, yeah, so we don't need to, to dig too wow, deep on these Oscars. That's pretty bad, huh? So we're going to try ending all these year deep dives mm-hmm. with... Uh, since we did our, our uh, favorite and best movies in, in other episodes, with yeah. what could and what should be remade. We're to that Mulan trailer that looks fire. I, I'm done. I'm done with these Disney remakes. Yeah, but Mulan is the one movie that looks and should, is the one that should be remade. The Question. One, yeah. When you saw the There's news... There's room for a serious Mulan. When you saw the news that they casted uh, The Little Mermaid's lead, yes. did you think it was Halle Berry like I did? No, but only because it was an image. Oh, see, I read I it in see. an article. No, 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 Halle Berry, what a choice! I mean, that, that girl was clearly named Haley Berry. Yeah, she's she's like twenty years old. That's 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 like ten years into Halle Berry's movie career. I'm sure she was named. I mom. was I was blown away when I read. It. I'm like Halle Berry. They uh, were discovered by covering Beyonce, I and mean, Beyonce was like, "You guys should be famous," and got made them famous. Interesting. All right, Beehive is strong. So, Don, what movie do you think? Oh, actually, I know already what my answer is. My is it answer LA is- Confidential dig out Kevin Spacey. No. <laughs> Let's start with could and then do shit. The movie I think that could be remade, or I'm sorry, uh, should be remade. That should be remade rather is uh, is Con Air. I think we could definitely. I think I'm here for the Con Air remake. Let's let's do it. You want to reboot Con Air? Con Air with and just I mean hit me with any smorgasbord of people. I mean obviously you that's a like good, Dave Chappelle because I mean it is a um I mean, you, get, you can get current Dave Chappelle in that it still works. Yeah, um, he's still in prison. <laughs> that's right. The uh, that that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. I could tell you what. Shouldn't be. Can I tell you what shouldn't be? Should not be. Or should I? Should I go stick with it? Uh, stick with it and then and then do yours. What should be remade? I'll tell you. Oh boy, hear me out. We do my best friend's wedding, but we put more interesting leads. Okay. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. My best friend's wedding has boring people in it. I'm not. A, do you? How do you feel about my best friend's wedding? I don't like it at all. I've okay. never liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we get we get some people that people care about in there. We change it up. You're right. It, uh, that should be remade in the sense that there's a good movie there. Or Contact. People love Contact. Yeah, sure. That, that's that's a could, not a should. My best friend's wedding. I think that your your good movies right there. They yeah. just need to recast and redirect and it's redirect. It's a classic rom com. <laughs> it did very well. Yeah, made a lot of move for the time. Top ten of the year for what? Okay, should well, I know, okay, and what shouldn't be remade? Uh, uh, Airbud. No, it's a it's a masterpiece. You need to remake that. Um, what also shouldn't be remade is Liar Liar, because they tried that with Yes Man, and it was terrible. And the invention of lying, and it was uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because Ricky Gervais is not that funny. Nah, you don't. But um, also what shouldn't be remade is uh, Flubber, because you can't do anything that has uh, Robin Williams remake it. It just doesn't work. He's, he is... Oh, we learned the hard way. Although Aladdin made its money, so... Yeah, but what was the worst part of that movie for you? Will Smith when he was blue. Only blue. Right, because you don't need to put a And lot. I'm not talking about loot comedy. Dude, now you know what that is. That's exciting. See, you learned something through this podcast. This is a learning experience for you. We're having fun. Now you know some industry terms. We'll get back to industry talk. My name's John Snodder. <laughs> My name's John Snodder. Yeah. Did I talk like that? Beavis and the Bud in the morning. You think I was doing a radio voice? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Um, what else should, you know what they shouldn't remake? Hmm. Mouse Hunt. That doesn't they work today. Start, yeah, that's that. That's that. It's over for Mouse Hunt. That if worked you, once. Leave it alone. That that is a movie that if they try to remake, because that's a stupid thing that would try to remake. Do you have a new uh, entry for the whole year for worst title? Because there's one that I want to get off. 
boy. We got we guys. We missed a goddamn. This will be ours. Yeah, this, this will be is our a masterpiece joint. of a of bad naming. Now, bear in mind, we checked to make sure that the person behind this movie was of the correct religion to make this title. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna say not offensive, but that's not what I mean when I say the title. So this he is the title. definitely has a Jewish name. Yes, name of the title is 1997's The Winner for Worst Title Goes to. <clears throat> I wish I was a Jewish sex worker. How is this the movie? real? Yeah. How is this real? Yeah. Um, no thank you. And with the box office of 8,000, you'd think it would have had more play. Stuck between an 8,000 and a hard place. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, and uh, some final notes. The lowest grossing movie of 1997 was a movie called Trojan Horse. Let's bring it back. That made $309. And 97 money? At that, the movies, guys. <laughs> at the movies. That means it was in theaters. People yeah. want to see it. Mm-hmm. Not many. Yes. How many of that do you think is Friends and Family? I mean, I think exactly 31 people saw the movie. Exactly 31 people. And how much of those do you think is the Friends and Family of the film? 29. Okay. And two people got Trojan Horse into seeing it. Oh. I think it was about a Trojan Horse. But it's about Jennifer Love Hewitt. Now, how do you feel about a Charlie Horse? Because I woke up with one of those this morning, and boy, did it hurt. I don't got calves. Oh, you don't? I'm all out. <laughs> You're all thigh? All out. <laughs> no knees? Bone. Straight, I go thigh to bone. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Thigh to bone? Thigh knee bone. Now, mm. thigh is my favorite part of the chicken. Mm-hmm. I like that dark meat. Mm-hmm. Go on. I like, well, you know, I like the... Do way, go on. I like it with a little bit of fat. Oh. The chicken breast can sometimes oh. be a little too dry. Oh. I like a wing, but thigh is where it's at. Give me a nice bone in thigh. I could do some work in the kitchen. You know, elaborate. Keep going. Well, you know, you could saute, uh, I mean, uh, you do nope, a little nope, pan nope, fry. Nope, 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 never mind, never mind, never mind. Just do a little pan me. fry. All right, ladies and germs. That's a little pee. I think we've, uh, John, how do you, how do you feel about the, the, the stream pod? We did it. We did our first full year. I, this Season one is in the books. Season one is in the books. We went through the year of 1997, season by season, mm-hmm. looking at the movies, giving out awards, doing categories. I don't know. What else is there to say? 1998, here we come. All right. We're going to start singing a song. I'm going to count down to three. You know the words of the song. You just got to jump in. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Here come the men in black. The galaxy defenders. Oh, oh. Here come the men in black. Won't let you remember. I couldn't remember that part. Hey, remember that time when you told me you don't like when podcasts break out in song? Shit. That was so... earlier. Early. <laughs> Shit. That's on me, y'all. My bad. Ugh. All right. So that's it. Season one is done. We did it. Next episode, we are talking the Rush Hour Trilogy. Yes, What? Indeed. Three movies? You guys, we're doing three movies. You can stream you Rush Hour one and three on Amazon Prime, and you can stream Rush Hour two on HBO. All right. And if you feel that you only need to watch one of those movies, pick the first one. <laughs> Sure. I mean, if you feel like you don't have to watch one, skip three is right. what you should have said. And but, if you feel like you don't have... But three is the one we need to talk about, too, because no one knows... I mean, no one cares about three. We had, we, we cornered the market on Rush Hour 3 podcasting. We're, yes. So Rush Hour is one to three. Yes. Again, Rush Hour 2 is on HBO. HBO. Rush Hour 1 and 3 are on Amazon Prime. On your Amazon's Prime. All right. And that's going to do it for us this week. You've been listening to the stream. You've just made a huge mistake. When the MCs came, tell them about their names. And to perform some had to smoke cocaine, to act insane. With the four heat rocking on, now on the mental plane. To spark the brain with the 
God damn it. And it looks like the headphones are on the other head. <laughs> I love that song, but I don't want to hear it now. <laughs>